Sorry, to cut, dude, I couldn't listen to it anymore. That wow. is garbage, dude. Ooh, yeah. what, what the fuck? Oh, Ryan, I, you I know thought it was. Is. Oh, that's Beyonce's new hit country song, man. <laughs> hit? Dude, that is. It literally sounds like you're making fun of country music. Well, it's pop music. It definitely. You know, it's got the country elements and country music. It's very steeped and founded in blues. You know, it follows the same patterns musically and uh, no, just no, kind of like has these two. Two perfectly follows the pa- dude. It's literally like she sat down with the team and was like, "All right, what do they have in most country songs?" <laughs> okay, we got Texas. We got Texas Hold'em. All right, we're gonna <laughs> right. we're gonna throw in a boogie and a oh, hoedown yeah. in hey there, now. and then you know, I'm gonna do a yoo-hoo at yeah. one point, and uh, you know what I mean? It's like, dude, you just what is this garbage? I know. Get the fuck out of here. This song will absolutely be a staple at. Bronco Stadium here in Denver. I guarantee it. You'll hear it at every game on Sunday. Uh, oh, I think it's the new Black National Anthem, actually. <laughs> no, <laughs> we already have the we already have that man. They make sure we hear it every sporting event. <clears throat> you know, I don't get the big kind of deal over this. We've had Hootie. You remember Hootie and the Blowfish? Darius Rucker, he's been a country music singer for like 20 years. He literally disbanded Hootie and the Blowfish and decided and announced he's becoming this country music singer, and he did, and it was no big deal, you know? I mean, if you like country music and you like Darius Rucker, well, there you go. You got your uh, your black guy country music star. I really just didn't know it was a huge issue to have other people from other races doing different music i thought you know from being a musician myself for many years i you know my favorite part about music was there were no cultural boundaries we were all allowed to enjoy and partake in the creation and the listening and the enjoyment of music it's supposed to be you know uh, a meritocracy. Spiritual. Music man. is like sports. It's, yes. it's, a, it's a great equalizer. Yes. Are you good or not? That's it. Right? And, and the thing about what's killing me, though, is they're like forcing music stations to play it now, country music stations. Yeah, well, dude, dude, not everybody who writes a fucking country song makes it onto the country radio station. You know? Just, sorry, Beyonce, this isn't something that I want to listen to. I don't know. I got a clip from MSNBC, this anchor there, who I've never seen him before, but he is an impassioned Beyonce <laughs> fan and really took to heart a lot of the news coming out from all these local affiliates in regards to people trying to get their local country stations to play Beyonce and then them saying, no, sorry, you know, we're, we're a country music station, not realizing that Beyonce had a country album. <laughs> and that's the honest truth. It wasn't like, no, let's be racist against Beyonce. Like, no, they just didn't know she made a country album, and I'm sure they checked it out just like they checked out that Lil Nas X fella when he had his country music. Oh yeah, Lil Nas X. Rap. He was out there all, all yeah. But also it was 
the crossover, man. I thought culturally we were always all about bridging the gap and doing the crossover. Remember Run DMC and Aerosmith, Walk This oh, Way? They walk this way. Dude, no, that's the whole thing that's killing me about this. Apparently she's doing like this three album thing. That's right. And the second one was a country album because her like whole thing behind this is how racist everybody is. Yes, I know. Her, she's trying to prove a point through it's, this what? process. And now she's and she's sitting around wondering why she's not getting accolades or being treated like Taylor Swift. Well, Taylor Swift didn't go out and put a white supremacy album. She just put out an album everybody enjoys, regardless of your skin color, race, ethnicity, gender preference, whatever. Uh, well, her and her husband there, Travis, that'd be a different white supremacy movie. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. That might be the Fourth Reich. <laughs> I do believe if those two have a child, that is the Antichrist that we've all been waiting for, and that was... Uh, Prophesized mm. in Revelations, yes. Hitler's parents also, music star and football player. <laughs> Ironic. <laughs> Very few know that about history, yeah. I don't know. It all starts just, on the Jumbotron. I'm completely floored at, that anybody in either realm... Or on either side of the aisle here has an issue. Again, from a music perspective, I really believed, and I still do, that we're supposed to appreciate people from different backgrounds embracing new cultures and musical concepts and trying to make it their own. What is country music, right? Really? Country music is like country music for people in rural areas, right? Sure, yeah. Is Beyonce a poor person from a rural area? (laughs) You know what I mean? You live in your $100 million mansion with uh, Jay-Z. Is it Jay-Z? I always get confused with... uh... It's Jay-Z, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're the Illuminati super couple of the minorities. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) So now you're going to come out with this country music? Like, dude, get out of here. It just sounds too fake. I don't like it. Stay in your lane. You know what I mean? You know, it's not because you're black. It's just because... You you made a career out of that, you know. I'm I'm totally cool with it, man. Look, the the Grateful Dead did Working Man's Dead. It was a concept album at the time where they honed in on Southern rock. Um, you know, it, it was very much kind of in the vein okay, of okay, Western country. Okay, okay, but when they did it, was there were, were people flooding radio country radio stations? To be like, you have to play this song. No, but we that's weren't. What, that's what's killing me about it. It's people who never listen to country radio stations. Are the, yes, I agree with you. It's not the country music fan that's calling their radio station. Be like, dude, you got to play that Beyonce <laughs> right, song. You know right. what I mean? Yes. It's, these yes. Fuck, it's the Beyonce fans who never listened to that radio station before are upset that they're not playing it. You know what I mean? And then the, it's yes. just like the Taylor Swift thing. It bothers me because you're forcing it down my throat. Exactly. You know, so people who are like, why do you care so much? Because you're forcing it down my throat here. I don't want this. I totally agree. And it does seem like there is an agenda at foot here where some, the the Bay Army or whatever it is now, the Bay Hive, uh, they they buzzed around the internet. (laughs) Fucking three quarters, dude. I swear to God. (laughs) Hey, now. I'm almost out that closet, folks. Hanging on by a thread. And the thread is connected to my cardigan. That's right. 
<laughs> no, it's pull over. It's not a pull over. <laughs> but, so, Best line in Dumb and Dumber. Uh, uh, I just don't, you know, I, I truly think that I'm okay with people kind of uh, uh, dabbling into the, the different music genres. All yeah. artists have done it throughout time, but you are correct that the the bay hive was unleashed to to force the country music stations because they're probably believed to be white supremacist you know and they're going to make them um you no, know play this black artist fine don't shove it down into my face you well, know i can't get over our just goldfish mentality as a society like did I wake up in a bizarro world? Did we never have a black guy do country music or a white guy do rap? I feel like we've done this, man. Like, we've been down this road. Are we just going round and round in a cul-de-sac here? That's what it feels like culturally. Round and round and round. That's really, no, for real. We've done this before. Not even, like, in our lifetime, too. This shit goes way back, you know? Yes, man. I'm just... Uh, there was always like black people stealing music from white people, white people stealing music from black people. Was, you know, not even stealing, just adapting. It's just uh, music is supposed know. to be shared. But either way, I got this uh, jabroni over on MSNBC. I really enjoy his passion for got Beyonce. He really, I think, hits at the true heart of the cultural supremacy, white supremacy going on here. <laughs> <laughs> the institutionalized racism of country music. And um, he's, he's going to let us, he's going to give us a little lesson on, uh, on what we need to understand about cultural like, appropriation. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. You want to do it? You ready? All right. Yeah, well, I, yeah. hey, what, you got another thought here? Come on. Well, I, I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, just I, I'm just saying, you know, Ben Shapiro comes out with that rap song, right? <laughs> And, right. and you don't have these conservatives calling rap stations and demanding they play Ben Shapiro's rap song, right? And that's no different than this. It, the division is hilarious in this one. It, it's obvious, folks, right? They want us fighting amongst ourselves over nonsense. This is right. about as nonsensical as it gets. Uh, to me, they're, um, they're kind of reaching, on this division here. I think most people can agree. So I love this guy again. He he's fired up, man. It, like from these anchors, they wonder why we don't trust them. Where was the passion in the fire when we were uh, discussing, you know, vaccine injuries or the fact that these <laughs> mandates were, you know, illegal and you're forcing me to take a poison, right? Where just, was your fire? It just man? came out that your poison is giving people brain fucking problems dude what it's it's neurological full. i don't know the data you, you know from the 99 million people they t- <laughs> tested worldwide is showing that your vaccine mandates that you forced on everyone well they are causing turbo cancers and all the blood clotting and brain strokes and heart attacks so maybe can we get a little of the passion you have for taylor swift and the fire you right, have for they beyonce don't play beyonce on country <laughs> music stations <laughs> I'm outraged. <laughs> all right, here we go. He's not talking about vaccine injuries, folks, that we're all uh, worried about. <laughs> no, he's pissed off about Beyonce, man. Let's be very clear here. This is just the very latest flashpoint 
of the long and ugly history of racism within the country music establishment. You're probably familiar with some recent episodes, like when rapper Lil Nas X saw his viral hit, Old Town Road, removed from Billboard's Hot Country songs on the grounds that it, quote, did not embrace enough elements of today's country music. And there have been even more foul uh, and even more outrageous controversies after it was reported in 2021 that country superstar Morgan Wallen was caught yelling the N-word on camera. He immediately saw a 1,200% increase in digital album sales. And just last year, Jason Aldean <laughs> filmed a music video for his infamous grievance Hold on, anthem. Stop right there, man. You gotta stop right there. Yeah, dude. Did he see a 1,200% increase because he said the N-word? Or because f like you wouldn't stop talking about the story on every goddamn news station and then some people with a brain checked into him and then ended up liking his music that's it, the barbara streisand effect barbara streisand effect. yes yes which is more likely that you see, you just like if we just go out there and say the if i just say the n-word right now will we see a 1200 percent increase in downloads or is it just you know well, you if, guys blowing up the story. If the news reports on it, then our show will be a smash hit, right? Because uh, <laughs> no, yeah, you will yeah. Everyone will listen to that episode. That's right. So I said, Digger, <laughs> <laughs> you idiot, man. Uh, all right, so <laughs> all right, here we go. Uh, sh shall we continue down this enraging pathway? All right, Black Lives Matter outside a Tennessee courthouse where a black man was attacked by a mob and lynched in 1927. For years, for decades really, white country music fans have sent a clear message. Black artists do not belong in this genre. Except for Darius Rucker. Don't, uh, don't mention Darius <laughs> Rucker. Which is racist, obviously, but also ironic given how musicologists speculate that the precursor to the banjo, the cornerstone of country music, originated in Africa and arrived on American shores during the oh, 17th century with enslaved people <laughs> taken from West and Central Africa. According Did you know George Washington was black? Was black, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, according, so of course. According to Gemini, Google uh, AI, he's, George Washington's black. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Mike, come I, on, everything dude. has to be black and come from black. Everything. Dude, everything. everything. Dude. White guys can't have anything. The banjo. <laughs> dude, I've seen a lot of people who play the banjo in my life. None of them were black. I'm sorry. None of them came from Africa. You know? It's getting so funny, man. Oh, it's come fine. on. Just take dude. it all. I don't care anymore. Fine. Have it all. <laughs> Just be everything. <laughs> the, the only time they can admit a white guy did it is when he was either a trans. Or gay. Right. Exactly. Ah, man. Yeah, we can admit Lincoln existed, but he was a gay. <laughs> he was a gay. One of them gay fellas. <laughs> See? I don't know. You can't get the straight white guy. It's not allowed here. Just, just so you know, I, uh, I, had to, I typed in Google, uh, black country artists, right? Number one, Darius Rucker. Already number two, Beyonce. <laughs> wow <laughs> number th dude isn't that incredible number three little nas x i think this and is then... a long-standing feud between her and taylor swift taylor swift started as a country star moves into the pop market sweeps all awards dominates all arenas worldwide right so beyonce saying fine screw you i'm gonna go be a country singer 
Oh. A, a genre Taylor, Taylor Swift no longer kind of populates, right? So maybe this is oh, a little so bit of a Taylor back Taylor and, and Travis break up, she's coming out with a country album. Taylor, no. That's when she comes out with her rap album. <laughs> right? Where are you going? <laughs> See what I'm saying? Because you can't go back. You only move forward. And then th- that year oh. for the Grammys... Beyonce wins Best New Ra- uh, Country Artist of the Year, right? And then Taylor wins Best New Rap Artist <laughs> of the Year. We've gone full, full circle, people. Then, then the twist at the end, they're lesbian lovers. Oh! <laughs> yeah! it's, it's a liberal wet dream. Oh, oh my man. God. I can't wait to listen to the Kelchi <laughs> Brothers podcast after that situation unfolds. Well, they're in a gay incestual relationship, so that's even. Ooh, that's, that'll, yeah. that's for the far left. That freaked me out a little. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little demonic stuff going on in that one. I can tell by the beards. It's funny. I, I don't think I'm alone on this one with the uh, Travis and the Taylor. I, like, start regurgitating or something when I see pictures of them on TV or whatever. I, I like, have to run out of the room like, no more, dude. Get these no. creatures out of my face. Stop forcing me to see them. Dude, have you looked at the TMZ recently? No, I I shouldn't. I should dabble in that poison more often. Oh, uh, dude, you're looking at about seven eighths of all their stories are about Travis and <laughs> Taylor's craziness, Swift. man. Because it covers sports and entertainment, Frank. And they say she's not a witch, right? They're like, no, she doesn't do witchcraft or anything uh, like that, doesn't. man. <clears throat> She's not the clone daughter of Xena LeVay, the Satanist. Dude, have you heard about this conspiracy? No, I'm just <laughs> You're almost there. I'm, I'm telling you. Two more months. Cloned Satanist, folks. Um, all right, so do you want to hear the rest of this uh, lunatic? I think we could go on from Beyonce. I'm all right, with her. perfect. Me too. Excellent. But, but the best part is, dude, you got to go. I, I forgot to tell you, and there's a list of black country artists. You go way down the line, and then you get to Louis Armstrong. All right. And, uh, they're putting Ray Charles on there, huh? As all-time, what, like album sales, money made, charts, Grammys? I don't know what they're basing this on. Well, no, Beyonce hasn't even sold it yet. And she's number two. Well, you know, she. I think you can buy it online. And now that's kind of the uh, metric, I think, for how they base a lot of the success uh, in the music industry there with the Apple iTunes sales. Mm. Right? Oh, good and downloads. Yeah. I think downloads is a uh, parameter that they throw in there. It's people are, yeah. uh, you know, we live in the age of the free download, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think we can move on from Beyonce. What else you got for me? Oh, you know, I was going to ask you how the Sausage Saturday went. Oh, yeah, made sausage yesterday. Yeah, it was a good time, good time. <clears throat> Did you partake? Were you forced to do all the hard labor as you are uh, pushed into every year? Yeah, I'm a mule. So I, I turn the wheel to grind the sausage, <laughs> that's and, right. then I, and then I mix the meat because that's, the hard, that's just any monkey could do it. 
Oh, got the greatest compliment ever, though. Oh, wow. Yeah. Man. Let's hear Woo! it. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit on cloud nine still just thinking about it, man. Right, wow, man. I just got a little smile, a little, you know what I mean? A little pick me up just thinking about it. I noticed right. a spark in your step today. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I was mixing, me and uh, Uncle Guy, my, our uncle, were, were always kind of like delegated to turning the wheel and mixing the meat. You're the only and guys I, who have put effort into having some sort of muscular physique throughout your lifetime. <laughs> so you're immediately delegated to that role where you need to have some strength. But uh, mixing the meat, it, I know it just sounds crazy, but you got to do it. There's like a technique to like, you're smashing it together as you're mixing it, you know? That's right. And uh, not a lot of people could do it, but dude, I was doing it, and Uncle Frank was like watching me. And for those that don't know, the way it works in these Italian families is you're just doing your best to not get an insult from the older man watching you do the work. <laughs> <laughs> like all your all all your thoughts are on don't fuck it up, you know? Oh yeah. And uh, no, nah, dude, he goes, uh, he goes, man, you really know how to do it. You do it just like your grandpa. I was like, damn. <laughs> Best compliment you could ever get. Yeah, that's fantastic, right? man. High <laughs> high honors right there. Oh, uh, those are some big shoes to fill, you know? Yeah, well, they're buttering you up so you don't ditch them uh, next year on the same weekend. Is that what right? it was? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you kind of, you're figuring out the schedule here, so you're like, all right, I'm going to make sure I'm out of town this time next year, like everybody else. Yeah. Uh, I love making the sausage. It's one of my favorite Family rituals, uh, dude, that's like a, what, a 100, 200 year thing that they used to do just to survive. Now it's oh, kind forever. of more just to uh, keep the ritual alive. Most people in the and family they, are vegetarians at this point, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> the way they talk about it was like you had, had the pigs, you slaughtered it, you sold all the good meat, then you kept just the, uh, just the shoulders. Yeah, and then you made the sausage out of it. You make know? make the sausage, make the capicola, and then you take what's left, make some soap, and uh, boil down the bones. Right, like that's the whole process. Yeah. Use the whole animal uh, for what it's got, man. That's that's the good oh, times. The bones are good, man. Absolutely. Scraping that meat off of them. Yeah, man. Yeah, good times, yeah. dude. That's I, the best part. For those that don't know, we make the sausage, and then uh, it's all the men in the room making the sausage. Then the women are out there like cooking. They just make this. They take some of the meat, they chop it up, and then they boil the bones, and they make potatoes and salad. And it's like then you have homemade wine with all that fresh pork. Oh yeah, oh, it's fucking amazing. Ooh. Yeah, it's a great day, man. And it's usually in February, so in Chicago, man, it's the heart of the winter. It's bitter cold out there, so you kind of heat up the entire basement with all the cooking and the working going on and the drinking. Oh, yeah. and- Big fat Italians talking yeah, to a lot loud. of big fellas in there. Yeah. They're heating that room up. <laughs> Everybody talking at an elevated volume 11, right? That's a good time. <laughs> it was sad, though, this year. It was really sad because oh, uh, it's just not a lot of people. There's nobody left anywhere. Like, I'm the only one in our generation there. Yeah, I'll have to make the trip out next year. Uh, we'll see. I just try to avoid the traveling in the. January, February time frame, especially to the Chicagoland area, man. It's, it's but you know, even madness. our cousins, like nobody shows up. Nobody wants to do it. Nobody cares. Nobody, you know. Uh, so, you, you know, know who showed up though is uh, Pete Sessa. All right, I heard. Yeah, I got the lowdown yeah. that he's looking to uh, get get the education of the old fellas. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right, man. Good times. It's always good to see him, you know. Well, uh, sad I missed it. Uh, I hope to enjoy the spoils, though, later on when the meat is but ready. That, no, that, that's the amazing thing about it, though, is that, you know, like Pete comes, and I haven't seen him in maybe two years. You know what I mean? And then you spend all day making sausage. Like, how are you not going to catch up? You know what I'm saying? That's right, man. Absolutely. That's what, uh, I think that's what people are missing, though, is those family. Like, I don't even eat the sausage, but I'll make it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just to hang out with everyone talk you know yeah absolutely man i had to pick up emma late friday night at the airport she had like the last one f- coming in over at the dia and so i decided well i'm gonna sneak in our usual weekend shopping into the uh friday evening shopping trip since i had some time to kill and we're usually going out to some bar or something and having a good evening on Fridays, celebrate the end of the work week. But she was, again, flying in, and I just uh, figured I'd run some errands and take care of business. And so I swung over to the grocery store, oh, seven, between 7 and 7.30 on Friday. And Mike, if you're a single fella out there in this world, go shopping on a Friday night, man. It, <laughs> it was all single women. In groups of single women getting, you know, like with a small shopping cart, tossing in, you know, gummies and cookies and cookie dough and giggling and, you know, walking around and putting all these like, it was just, it was all young-ish women. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. Single. Lots of single ladies. I was totally floored by it. How did you know they were single? You could tell. You get the. Nah, dude, they were probably, you know, just girls night. They all got guys at home. A lot of a lot of the single gals, I'm telling you, the groups of gals and the duos, the gal duos. That, oh, that's yeah. kind of you know. That's how you can tell you have like a you live with a girl, you got a fiance. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. You you guys always like fantasize. You're out there and you think all these girls are single and everything, but they're not. I don't know. It, it, there was something <laughs> going on. I'm telling you. I think I think the guys trying to do the dating apps. They got to just start uh, heading out to the. The stores and doing some shopping, man. Maybe that's where you'll uh, run into the the lady. Yeah, I do. I, I uh, somebody sent me this thing. Uh, it's this whole like trend of Home Depot. <laughs> the Home Depot hookup. Yeah, like women are going to Home Depot to try to pick up a man. Wow. It's like like a real man who can like swing a hammer and like uh, <laughs> you know, screw <laughs> screw in a light bulb. <laughs> yeah, but dude, I don't know. You're, you're not I, into. I go it? to Home Depot a lot, and like, I'm like trying to think about like what a girl would have to do to get my attention at Home Depot. You know what I, I mean? I think it would be ask some you, questions, maybe reach something, grab something for you, right? And then, uh, but even if you did all that, <laughs> I'm like, I'm in such a hurry, and I'm in such like a work mode that like. You would literally have to walk up to me and be like, hey, you want to fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. Like, it would just have like, to be there, straight. Like, there's, in your there's face. no way. Like, the way these, like, you watch these videos and these girls are like, you know, they're trying to teach other women how to do it, right? They're, they're, they're like, hmm. walk, they're like, you got to dress sexy. And then you put on your lipstick. And then they walk in. Like, exactly what you said. Like, ask a guy. And it's like, you could totally tell it's a setup because that is not how any guy walks. First of all, every guy walking through Home Depot is walking at a pace 
That's right. way faster than normal. <laughs> if you, you know what I mean? You're trying to get your thing to finish your project, whatever you're I mean, working I'm on. I'm you know, so mad that I'm here in the missing. middle of the day. Yes. You have no idea. Exactly. Everything's gone wrong. I'm so annoyed. I just need this one fucking part that for some reason I didn't have on my truck. So That's now right. I had to drive all the way here to get it. You know, it's like the last thing I'm thinking about is getting laid. You know? Absolutely. But you did kind of pique my interest here. How do we not have dating apps where it's like occupation specific, like the Home Depot dating app or like the plumber dating app or like you're looking for a guy who does construction, you know, oh, or, uh, you know, you just call it plumb me. Yeah. Plumb me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Build me up dot com. <laughs> right. And it's just a, a site where it's just all dudes who own their own construction businesses or you know ranchers, or right? Con- no, dude, it's great. You can kill two birds with one stone. So, like, are you looking for a plumber? Well, these are single plumbers. Wow. So he's oh, gonna come to your house. Man. He'll fix your pl- he'll fix your plumbing. You guys could talk and everything. And hey, if you don't hit it off, at least he fixed your sink. Yes, Mike. I think we're onto something here. This and is then genius, if you're the plumber, man. you didn't get laid, but at least you got paid. You know? Yes, man. <laughs> Frank, stop recording. Don't don't let this out. We got to uh, <laughs> copyright 2024. <laughs> Buildmeup.com, and you have the Build Me Up Buttercup song in the background, you know? Oh, I know. I already heard it. Dude, I literally heard it playing. As you said it, the gods played that music. Build me up, build me up, Buttercup. That's so genius. And dude, you got the tagline. If you didn't get laid, at least you got paid. Buildmeup.com. Are you a woman who's looking for a real man? (laughs) (laughs) Are you a man who's not a pussy that could actually fix things? Build me up. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Are you single? Do you need your plumbing done? Buildmeup.com. And hey, if you didn't get laid, at least you got paid. <laughs> It didn't we... work out, but at least some pipe got laid. You know what I'm saying? I think we're onto something here, man. Yeah, I think you're a genius with that one, dude. That is, you know, where's Elon? Yes, Somebody tweet dude, Elon. This is where it's at, we man. Some, we need some funding. But I, I do like the idea here of the ladies kind of being. You gotta like, call Mike Rowe. He's with me. I guarantee he invests in it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's a genius idea. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, hey, that Mike, has, uh, has that been mind. working out for you? Well, I only got laid once, but I got paid 20 times. It's great <laughs> for my business. You know what I mean? Like, either made three grand. It was fantastic. <laughs> and I got laid. Up. I got laid more this year than last year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I said one time. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, it could be a good uh, opportunity for employment there, uh, especially in Chicago. Mike, Chicago's in rough times right now. I uh, pulled something up about your guys' migrant situation I thought you would find interesting. Oh, Um, always. And I know you're in the downtown area, so this kind of stuff is really affecting you And uh, when you're out on the job site. It's a quick one, but it's a good one. Uh, I guess you guys are shutting down some shelters here. 
The city of Chicago has closed four temporary migrant shelters, saying the individuals have been moved to other shelters. The sites were in North Park, Lakeview, North Lawndale, and downtown. City officials say the closings will... <laughs> Notice how none of those names had the word South in them. That's right. <laughs> it was, this, those are all very rich north side neighborhoods. Yeah. Sorry. For the non-Chicago those are very rich neighborhoods. Very key point. Absolutely. Closings will equal to about $19 million in savings over the course of a year. That includes the cost of the leases, staffing, food, and laundry services. At this time, there are no plans to reopen the sites as the population being housed in city migrant shelters have been continuously decreasing since the start of this year. All right, so are we getting less migrants now? Or what's going on there in Chicago? You just no, kicking no, no, them no. out he the said street. since the beginning of this year. Yeah, a lot of people started leaving because of the cold. They'll be back. There it, it is, every man. Year. I, every year. Been kind of a mild oh. winter, though, right? But did you hear how he said they're going to save money? And this is what people don't understand. Yeah, because in those neighborhoods, you have all these rich white people who feel bad. So they want to give these guys everything. So they're shipping them down to the black neighborhood. That's right. Those people don't want to give them shit. They don't care how you treat them. The better, the, I mean, the worse, the better. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> so that's all they're doing is hiding the problem in the bad neighborhoods now. Yeah. Yeah, they're uh, shuffling it around. Uh, that's what they're doing here in Denver. You just kind of shove to the side the homeless encampments, and you push to this other side the migrants, and oh, we have this abandoned hotel in this shitty neighborhood here that you know nobody sees when they come into town for the basketball games, right? So we'll put them over there, and then they can commit their crimes in that area. Yeah, you know who's uh, the, uh, the aldermen in Chicago? They're the ones that are really trying to blow the whistle, but nobody will listen to them. The aldermen are the local leaders. Is that, is that the deal there? So they hear the most complaints from the, the local focal? Yeah, we're broken up into like, I don't know, 49 districts or whatever. Then each one has an alderman who's like the representative of that area. So like if you want to open a business in that area, you go through the alderman. And this is why they're all crying. That's like why Chicago's so corrupt. Because you'll never become an alderman without knowing the right people and lining the right pockets, right? Yeah. And then if you want to open a business, wherever it is, you make sure you pay off that alderman. <laughs> you know? And uh, the aldermen aren't making as much money because some of these guys are complaining that they're at more than 50% vacancy on their commercial real estate. And you got to blame COVID for that, right? The lockdowns? Work from home? How long ago was that? I mean, <laughs> you know? They have been trying to trot that line out a bit here, but it's it's fading fast. It's 2004. We're entering March. We are an election cycle away from the last time you guys locked us down. So COVID closures doesn't really ring anymore like it used to. Yeah, yeah. And nobody really wants to talk. I, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that they're not pushing for like a new COVID thing. And it's really they don't want to talk about it because of the research coming out about a, the vaccine. You mean the reason we didn't get a COVID-2 electric boogaloo is because the information on a worldwide level, like the 100 million people who were found to have all these adverse reactions to the vaccine, all this is now flooding out and they simply couldn't, nobody would believe them if they even tried a COVID-2. Yeah, I, did you hear about that France law? 
I did not actually enlighten me. Oh, dude, France passed this law where you like it, they'll arrest you and fine you for saying anything bad about vaccines. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. In the wake of this information, I mean, this was again. Uh, if anyone hasn't seen it, I think there's a f- quite a few articles out there now, and we even played a clip of it where the news anchor at the end of the uh, segment says she had periocarditis. Oh, that's one of the best <laughs> During ones. Christmas break, you know, and she's like, I think it was from the shots. And, and uh, you know, everybody <laughs> now is kind of thinking like, hey, you know, those shots you forced us to take, is that why we're all sick? Is that why everybody has <laughs> autoimmune disease, which we used to call AIDS, but now we're not allowed to call AIDS anymore? We're just going to call it autoimmune disease? Yeah, dude, okay, sorry, I had to pull this up. So, this... For those that think I'm being biased, this is from a liberal website who's fact-checking what I just said. The, the headline is, France did not make criticism of COVID vaccines illegal with new, new bill. Right? All right, thank God. All right, man. <laughs> Sigh of relief here. <laughs> yeah. Freedom, yes. Uh, hold on. Oh, I thought he had it there. Almost. Oh yeah, sorry. I okay, all right. No, the fucking, fucking uh, pop-ups, right? Unbelievable. But the, what the bill will do is imprison you for up to three years, or receive a fine of up to forty-five thousand euros, uh, if you talk, if you criticize or oppose the mRNA lipid nanotechnology injections. Wow. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> These vaccines that are killing people worldwide, you say anything about it, and we're going to put you in jail. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. you got to stay out of France. I don't think we're allowed in France, then, pretty much at this point. If you're unvaccinated, no. Yeah. But you will live longer, <laughs> so that's a plus. Oh, we'll live long enough to see the demise of humanity, and for all of us to be taken over by our Chinese overlords. This will be a wonderful <laughs> day to witness. Can't wait. Oh man, so yeah, it's uh that's interesting stuff. I wonder how they can regulate that. I mean, I guess they're basically saying it's illegal to say anything online. So if you tweet about it or put it on your Facebook, whatever, or if you TikTok it out there. Um, no, it's, yeah, it's more like if you have an audience yes. and, they, and you put it out there. But they, like, specify the fact check really is it's not that, like, you can say whatever you want, I guess, but if, it, if you're doing it from, like, an official... uh you know, if you're like, you know, Frank at CBS.com or, or dot Twitter or whatever. I don't oh, know yeah. how this works. If you're like one of those official things and then you don't have the evidence to back it, but then you're relying on them to accept your evidence. Uh, right? Truth over fact or fact over truth. Facts over truth. <laughs> whatever. Know? Whichever side you're on. Uh, it's kind of scary, man. You know, they, these... it's a weird world we entered post COVID. Well, speaking of which, when it comes to these uh, weirdos at the top, and especially the insane 
dictators or mini dictators, if you will, that were uh, forcing us into our lockdowns and forcing the mandates on us. Uh, now they've got a real issue with the way we're sharing information. In fact, there's guys out there, and I don't know if you can officially call him a guy, but Justin Trudeau, he's out there doing podcasts talking about how the real threat to our world, to information, to democracy, is actually conspiracy theorists. Tinfoil hat uh, nut jobs, man. Did you see any of these uh, clips floating no. around with Justin Trudeau? No. Oh, man. No. He's losing his mind because guys like us, nut jobs, we're out there, uh, you know, spreading. Talking about how he's Castro's son. <laughs> spreading <laughs> false truths about? like the fact that he's clearly the illegitimate son of the love triangle <laughs> between his mother, Castro, and whoever his dad might be. Probably Castro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so it's a quickie it's a goodie i love ripping on justin castro and so here we go oh, i um, love making fun of any canuck that's right man we, we 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 love some of our brethren up there in the canadian region but we mostly oh, the ones that listen to the dude man yeah. like we like to rip on them in general so here we go here's trudeau he's going after the conspiracy theorists there is out there a deliberate undermining of mainstream media. There are the conspiracy theorists, there are the social media drivers who uh, are trying to do everything they can to keep people in their little filter bubbles, to prevent people from actually agreeing on a common set of facts the way, you know, the CBC and CTV, when they were our only sources of news, you know, used to, used to, and global, used to project across the country, at least a common understanding of things. <laughs> okay. You know, Frank, Frank, don't you remember when we only had two channels and they both agreed that we would just follow this one party? It was so much better. We could lie to you about anything. It was the good old days where we restricted your ability to access alternative information. See, you only had the information the state allowed you to see. I just, I just really wish we could get back to, may I say, make Canada great again? I don't know. <laughs> It was the glory days where you could watch one channel with Walter Cronkite and he would show the moon landing off a grainy TV that definitely wasn't filmed in a sound studio uh, somewhere in Area 51. Oh, yeah. No, and then everybody would run with that footage and act like it was real. <laughs> yes, dude. Yeah. You know, like the one source of information. You're right, man. Those are, those are the glory, the, just the golden era of information. If you will. Yeah, right, I'm sure it was really easy at a time when Bobby, when uh, <laughs> when JFK could just sneak hookers into the White House and nobody would talk about it. Yes, know? man. Or in you know 1918, they could just say, "No, there's a flu out there. It's killing everybody." Yeah, <laughs> believe us. <laughs> no, no, we didn't lose millions of your sons to the stupid war that we're fighting over money. <laughs> uh, now give us your gold. <laughs> You don't have any gold? What about that copper? <laughs> and here, take our funny money. All that's, right. Man, Monopoly. that's incredible. Yeah, Trudeau, he, he's... They're, they're going to go after the conspiracy theorists now, and I, I think that'll be a focal point this election cycle here in America, and I, I feel like that's kind of where they're hedging. They, they were really uh, kind of focusing on this over at the World Economic Forum they had in Davos, a couple months ago, they just had their second 
Davos uh, meeting or their World Economic Forum meeting in uh, Germany. It's the uh, Munich Security Conference. There was a lot of weird stuff coming out of this thing. It's allegedly this huge party, all the same elites. Just it doesn't get as much publicity, I guess, as uh, the Davos situation. But <laughs> you know, they fly in the same private jets. They all meet there in Munich, and they they there's hookers and <laughs> they drugs. Met, they met and, on an island ran by this guy named Epstein. Yes, that's right, dude. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Why are you guys always meeting there now? All right. They're always having... Well, first of all, they're always having these freaking meetings where they fly on their private jets, and it's all inclusive and exclusive, and there's always these stories of wild parties and drug use and high-class hookers. I mean, come on, dude. And they get together and have these forums where they all clap for each other and they give these speeches about restricting our freedoms and taking away our rights. <laughs> what do you, what do you think that amount is where you start getting the high end hookers? Like where you're like, all right, I don't care about spending, you know, billion. Five, I mean, these, they're all billionaires. They're all like hundred million. This is the conference of billionaires. That's what it is. You think you get like a hundred million? They laugh at. They're still laughing at you, like. I say it often, Emma. I don't think millionaire status means anything. I think that's middle class. If you if you're making the millions yearly, you're middle class. Making a million yearly? Wow. Yes, man. You're not affording. You're not moving next door. To- <laughs> All right, forget three quarters gay, dude. Apparently, Frank's a white girl from Malibu. Jesus yes, that's Christ. right. And I just got my nails done. I'm fired up, baby. Whoa. <laughs> They messed up my cuticles, man. What world are you in, dude? I'm telling you, I've... uh, How many people have that kind of money? Well, exactly. I think all of us are freaking poor unless you're in millionaire status. Then you're middle class. And then if you're above millionaire status and in the billionaire, then you've entered elite level. Billionaires, that's when you get to elite? Yeah, man. Oh, wow. Man, America's rich. In 2022, there was 22.7 million millionaires. Yeah, I'm not making this up. It's been reported Uh, that millionaire is middle class now. And take a look around with, uh, you know, where you live, if you're in suburbia, in in the kind of box cutter neighborhoods, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't have a gate to let you into your neighborhood, man, you're poor. You're part of the poor class, man. Yo, next on the list, and we're not even talking per capita. This is like just how many there are. So we got 22, almost 23 million millionaires. Yes. Number two is China. They got a billion (laughs) people. A billion people. Only six million are millionaires. Yes, man. Number three, France. 2.8 million. We have 10 times the number of millionaires is France. Damn, you're right, man. That's our middle class. Well, to be middle class now and afford to live in Boulder, for example, in Colorado, you have to, your home is well over a couple million to start, one of the basic homes there, and you yourself, your household income best be a million to be affording to live <sighs> there, send your, sco- your kids to school there, uh, you know, the groceries, the markup on everything in that town, you know what I mean? Like, you got to jack up the price for everything in your life. So, yeah, to be middle class in America, 
I believe you have to be a millionaire. Yeah, it's... Uh, wow. You're right, man. I'm a loser. Holy shit. Oh, anybody not a millionaire, you're poor. It's... We're the 99%, man. We're all together. You no, know? it's not even 99. 7% of America is a millionaire. Yeah, that's a nice chunk of people. Uh, 93%. There. We're the loser 93%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. We're, we can't even do a 99 protest anymore. Well, the millionaires. Dude, we were just talking about, like, the, who are the millionaires, right? That's your Bill Mars there. Who are like, oh, really? Does inflation really affect you that much? <laughs> did the crime really affect you? Yeah. Like, yeah, it did. His rant on inflation blew my freaking mind. Like, him be saying inflation doesn't really, you don't feel the effects really. Like, no, Bill, you. Does it really affect you <laughs> if the hot dog costs $9.99? <laughs> really? Bill Maher, man. Come on. He's a millionaire. He's middle class. <laughs> Bill Maher's middle class. No, Bill Maher's an asshole. That guy, nice. that guy, so out of touch with reality. Yeah, if, if you, you know, <laughs> I, I can't believe people like our parents, like middle class in suburbs of Chicago, listen to this asshole from Malibu. You know, and not only that, you're talking about a fella who went to Cornell and uh, yes. at the same time, and ended up being lifelong best friends with Nancy Pelosi's daughter. I mean. That's elitist, yes. man. Come on. Oh, it's amazing he was able to stay a centrist. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> How did a poor guy like that ever end up with a talk show on HBO? <laughs> Impossible to fathom. A poor man with no connections. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> oh, it's uh, wild times to be alive. But, uh, yeah, that's. it is a shocking statistic, but what people don't really ever consider is when you compare – your expenditures, inflation, just how what it costs to live in America these days. We are experiencing very similar times to the Depression in the 1930s. Yeah, it's, it's something's got to give. Dude, I, I don't mean to throw this off guard. Oh, here, please. It's all over CNN. They're, Zelensky's literally, like, they keep showing the clips of him. <clears throat> He's announcing 31,000 Ukrainians have died since the beginning of the war. Don't you remember <laughs> we talked about that report? <laughs> it was like a year ago they had hit 100,000. Yes, and we also have to be goldfish and forget the Pentagon files that was leaked. Right. Which uh, I allegedly, I believe, Russia... The Russian intelligence snuck in and just changed. They fudged only the numbers of their dead, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> but, but even the numbers you were lying to us about back then was more than 31,000. Like, how did you lose less people now, you know? It's just like my total play count on YouTube. It, sometimes it just goes back. You know, you just got to roll back the number. <laughs> and nobody thinks about it. Make sure you guys tune in tomorrow, 9 a.m. CNN. Vladimir Zelensky talking to Katie Collins. <laughs> oh, man. Is Katie Collins with those intense eyebrows? Is that the, the reporter? Yeah, she's the one who always gives the look. She's the one that interviewed Trump and asked him those real hard-hitting questions. And, tr and she, like, <laughs> pushed back on him, remember? Yes, and Trump called her, if I'm not mistaken, a nasty woman. Nasty woman, and it was the high. <laughs> it was the only thing anybody remembers from that. Yeah. Well, she yeah. 
every time I see her on CNN, I always think to myself, and this is the effectiveness of Trump, is I shake my head usually and I say, ah, she is a nasty woman. <laughs> you know, like when you watch her for a little bit, like she is kind of like she she's like, uh, I don't know, something going on there. Just like every time I see Ted Cruz's wife, I'm like, she is a dog. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Truth doesn't lie. But to be fair, Ted Cruz is no 10, you know? So, <laughs> hey, I think they both upgraded. He is the adult version of Eddie Munster. Uh, he grew up in... <laughs> no, he's Grandpa Munster. Oh, Grandpa Munster, yeah. Eddie Munster yeah. is uh, Neil Cavuto on Fox Business. <laughs> That's Eddie the Munster. Ted Cruz is the grandpa. He's the grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> and his dad was the Zodiac killer. God, we need Trump acting just for the humor. Oh man, I humor. love I love the nicknames, man. Yeah, but the nasty woman, her she just has these intense eyebrows and she's very forceful and it's bad energy. Like why yeah. they thought that would be good for TV. I mean, you know, you're supposed to it's why Jon Stewart is such a massive hit coming back for the one night a week. There's Good an call. there's an energy, a presence there, you know, like with these He hits both sides. He's funny about he's he's funny about it. Yeah. Lighthearted. It, and he just has a soft, welcoming energy where I don't feel like he's attacking me. We're like this chick on CNN and her eyebrows, man, they're just darting at me and she's very intense. <laughs> and like, there's just this intense, hard, kind of angry energy there that I, you know, you don't want to really be a part of. So you change the channel. Yeah. And CNN, I don't think, understands then you see that. that. Then you see that little midget gut felt and you're like, I don't want this either. <laughs> I know. Well, that's why nobody's tuning into any of these programs anymore. Uh, I check them out from time to time just to see you know, what everybody's losing their minds about for a few minutes. But outside of that, it's not, there's nothing I'm subscribing to, even though. <laughs> it is always funny. Like, you, anytime you turn it on, Fox News, they're coming after our kids. They're yes. going to rape your kids. Yeah, they're man. already raping my kids. <laughs> you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, let me, let me go see, see what's going on at CNN. They're ending democracy <laughs> as we know it. America is on the brink. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I just, just want to know what happened. What happened to like this, the, you know, the squirrel that left the cookie for the lady? You I know? know, and that's why you got to tune in to News Nation and you get Cuomo and he's like, hey, let's get down to brass decks, all right? You serving <laughs> me squid or calamari here, huh? Come on, how about a big? <laughs> oh, you trying to pull the wool over my eyes? I'm from New York. <laughs> Me and my brother. Did you see? Don't make me pull out the Q-tip, bro. All right. <laughs> of course I defended my brother. It's my brother. <laughs> I don't care if I got the trust of the nation. It's my brother. You got to check out News Nation, man. They're bringing on all the old school leftovers. I guarantee Stelter has a gig there in the next two wait. months. And yeah. I'm sure Don Lemon will be there in a little no, bit. No, it's going to be really funny when, Don, when uh, Tucker Carlson is sandwiched between John Le Don Lemon and <laughs> And Brian Stelter. <laughs> It'll be like Cuomo call, Stelter, call, yes. <laughs> call, call the old Brian Lemon Tuck. Call, call, call.